This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sergeant and Mrs. Smith, you're going to love this house. Is that a tub in the kitchen? There's no field manual for finding the right home. But when you do, USAA Homeowners Insurance can help protect it the right way. Restrictions apply. Welcome back. This is another edition. This is, I think this is episode 15. I think, might be wrong. I think it's episode 15 of That Millwall Podcast. Um, Don't adjust your dial. Don't change anything. Yes, it's not Omar leading. It's me, Mickey. Um, Thanks very much for joining us. We will go into why Omar isn't here in a little bit. Um, But again, as always, I am am joined by uh, the football guru himself, the one and only Kai Bennett. How are you doing, Kai? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you, mate. Um, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. It's um, it's been one of those days. Today I've been chilled out. It's my, in case you're wondering, it is my birthday today. Um, if you look to my Twitter and stuff and people who send me messages, thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, I just had a, a, a chilled day. My mum's birthday is tomorrow. So we went down and, and saw her and went for a walk and whatnot around uh, Dungeness and just went to the beach really and had a chill day and it was um yeah it's good sunburnt nose which you can probably see and um yeah other than that it was good yeah good day well good mate happy birthday and um yeah hope you're no. hope it was a good day you know it was quite hot today wasn't it so it's a good day to go to the yeah, beach so. yeah no so it was a good day we didn't expect it to be this sort of thing yeah it's just hot so uh so yeah right um you know the way this works we're going to take a short break and then we'll be straight back into part one. We're going to do a bit of uh, catch up what's gone on this week with Millwall um, and a few things what have, have happened over the last couple of days uh, with Millwall related players and etc. And then uh, possibly part two, we might talk about the England setup. 
Uh, so, without further ado, we'll be back after this. Hi, welcome back. This is part one of this episode of That Millwall Podcast. Thanks very much for joining us. Um, strange news this week. Um, Gary Alexander is going back. Well, not strange news. I know that um, I've read up that, you know, he wanted to have another go at playing again. He thinks he can still do it. But he's um, he's gone to Beckenham, Beckenham Town. Um, what's your views on that then, Kai? Interesting. Um, obviously, they played the Millwall 23s. About a month ago now, and I was I went and watched. It was a uh, you know they looked a decent team. Uh, obviously, Gun Twenty Threes did play really well, and they you know they were t- they were t- they outclassed them in the end. Uh, they won two one on the night. Uh, but Gary will probably give them a good good amount of experience and and wisdom, and and you know help help the younger ones coming through from their uh, youth teams. Um, yeah, so I think it's a good signing for for Beckenham Town, and and um, yeah, it will give them you know also people want to come and join the club because he's there. So yeah, good signing for them. And also, it might just give them a, a few people to come and watch um, to see, obviously, if Gary's still got it and whatnot. Because, you know, I mean, I think even in lower league, um, he's still going to be able to knock him in. Um, Definitely. We'll see. He's, 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 I think he's 40, 40 odd, maybe 40, 42, maybe. I think he's four years old, four years younger than me. So, yeah, he's got to be about 42, 41, 42. So, I think he could still probably... He could still play lower league. Um, and I think he'll be able to score a few goals as well. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, I might have to go catch a Beckingham game. Maybe we, we all three of us, maybe we'll go catch a Beckingham game and uh, yeah. and see what's what. Because I've got to catch up with Gary at some point. I've got some bits and pieces. What I've been trying to get him to sign for ages and one thing or another, we've uh, we've been delayed. So, um, so yeah, it's good. I see George is obviously, we know that George went beginning of August to... Uh, Bromley, and I think that would be a, a good move for him. Um, talking of moves, I see that um, Alex Mitchell has gone to Leighton Orient um, under Kenny Jackett. Yeah, it's a really good move from that, I think. Uh, after doing really well against Bromley uh, for Bromley last year, uh, caught him a couple, of, caught a couple of times at Bromley. Um, really, really good player. Um, obviously, we saw what he could do the other day in the Cup, didn't we, against Cambridge. I thought he was really good then as well. Um, I think Leighton Orient's a really good move for him. It's just obviously a league up um, with Kenny Jacket, which is, as you mentioned, um, going to be that's going to be a good thing for him. You know, I think they, the way they play is a, is a quite a similar way to, to Millwall, I think. So, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a really good signing for Leighton Orient. It's a really good move for Alex Mitchell, who you know I'm I'm really excited about for the future. Yeah, no, me too. I think I think Alex needed a decent club move um, to just play some regular football. Because uh, I don't think he's going to get a regular football at Millwall, but it's definitely they definitely want him. They see the potential in him, um, and I think the problem is with youngsters. What we've spoken about many times before is that you know you throw him in too early, you're going to get him burnt out, uh, and then you know you're not going to get the best out of a player. But I think Kenny knows what um, we want in a Millwall player. Uh, I think it's what you know traditionally he wants in a player of whatever team he's been at, and um, yeah, I think it's going to do. Alex, the world of good going to Leighton Orient, and I hope he does well. I hope he, you know, really does well there. Uh, and then when we get him back next season, he gets straight into the first team and then cements his place in there and and just starts building going forward, wearing the Millwall badge um, on his chest rather than any other team. But again, you know, 
it is what it is. So, yeah. So, you've caught some other articles about some other Millwall players as well this week. Yeah, I saw one um, earlier on Tyler Bureau. I don't know um, if you see them ones on like Football League World and uh, people like that reporting that. And it said that uh, Tyler Bureau is set to go for a scan um, after injuring himself for Hartlepool the other day. He had a really, really good start at Hartlepool, wasn't he? I think he scored three or four goals already. Um, he scored a worldie the other day. Yeah. yeah, it was fantastic, fantastic start for him. And he looks, he looks like he's settling in well there and, and, and showing his, um, showing you know how you know showing his exciting player that he, that, we, that we know he can be. So yeah, it'd be you know not so good if he's if he's out for a little while. Um, their manager on the quotes bit on the on the website said that you know best case is two weeks, the worst case is eight to twelve. So um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully. Um, yeah, it's not 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 as long as as, as that as that home. You know, it'd be nice to get him back playing soon. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. I was just trying to see um, if there's anything up on there, but there isn't. Uh, oh, there we go. Um, Northern Echo. This is um, Hartlepool top scorer Tyra Burry is set for a scan to determine the extent of a hamstring. Injury picked up in yesterday's defeat at Tranmere Rovers uh, and made an impressive start to life at Victoria Park or uh, Victoria Park since moving alone. Uh, but he limped off in the 65th minute at Prenton Park yesterday as they lost as they lost 1-0. So, uh, yeah, the club's anxious, but they've got to wait for um, results. And, yeah, they tell the radio that it looks probably a grade two tear. Um, and he'll be scanned here or he'll be scanned at Millwall. They're not sure what. Um, so it's a grade two, not a grade three, but still it's a, it, it's not a good injury for um, a young player starting out his career though, is it? No, no. And it's, you know, especially with the form he's, he's started with at Hardipoor, you really want to carry on the momentum that he, that he started with. So yeah, hopefully for him, it's, it's, it's better than the, and then, and feared and, and hopefully he can be back playing soon and scoring the goals like he is right now because he's he's made a really good start up to life there. Yeah, no, that's it. It's a shame. And look, you know, if you're listening to this, you know, you never know. Look, I hope, you know, I hope it's not as bad as, as they think and uh, and hopefully you get a speedy recovery and, um, you know, just do what they say, get healthy and uh, and get back playing as soon as. Because again, it's another player that we want at Millwall over the next couple of years. Um you know, in times he's played, he's looked a handful and he's looked good. Um, so, so yeah, we're, we're, you know, fingers crossed there for him. Um, the other one we've seen is that um, is Isaac's gone back to Sutton. Yeah. I think that's a good call. Yeah, so do I. I think after going up, after Sutton going up, it's, you know, it's going back to the same club, but it's still, it's, it's more of a step up because of the league they're in. Um so, you know, before they were in the National League um, with Bromley and, and other teams like that, now they're in League Two. Um, you know, that's a really good move for, for, for Isaac. I'll have to go back to sort of similar, similar surroundings uh, where he did so well last year. I think he scored 14 goals in 37 appearances, something like that, um, as they won a promotion to um, the EFL for the first time in their history. Um, you know, such a big part of that. So, yeah, really, really good to see him go back there. And hopefully he can have had a bit of a start, tough start to the season, haven't they? So hopefully he can... Uh, turn that around for them and help help them uh, pick up some form. I also think it gives him a bit of, you know, a bit of reward that he put in all the effort last year and got him promoted, and now we can have a go at playing in a in the proper league with him, yeah. rather than just sitting back on the sidelines or going to another club 
and Gone. Um, and obviously at Sutton, we've got um, Marvin Williams there, who's, you know, a, a big influence within the, I think he runs the academy or something to do with the academy and, and the main team. And I think, I think he'll flourish there. I think he'll really, really develop his game there. There's some, there's a, a good team behind him. Um, and again, it's another, you know, star for the future where we seem to be actually looking out for future players rather than just leaving them in the youth team to, you know, just fester and, and, and you know, go off the boil a bit. These are these are good moves um, and good moves what will benefit us in the long run. Same as what's his name at St. Johnson, isn't it? Hayden Muller, yeah, definitely. And I want to check as well. I'm not sure if it's, uh, I, I believe it's true. I'm not sure. You might, might want to check this on the computer. But um, Sean O'Brien, um, I think he went to Bromley, didn't he, online? Um, which is another really good move, if you know, and and you know, it's, it's a good move for him because Bromley's a good club. It's, it's got, you know, it's ran the right way. It's got Alan Dunn uh, there, um, you know, who obviously knows what what a Millwall player, you know, it takes to be a Millwall player. And Sean O'Brien's an exciting player, and he did well down twenty threes last season and and in preseason. He always looks like a real real, uh, real talent. So yeah, looking forward to seeing what he can come back with after after a loan there. Yeah, no, I agree. I I, I fully agree. Um... I yeah, yeah, he's joined Bromley on a youth loan. Yeah, and Dan Moss uh, as well joined Yeovil, didn't he? He's only joined on a month loan, though. Okay. He's, um, according to the Millwall website, yeah, he's joined on a yeah, youth loan until the 22nd of September. And that, yeah, it's managed by Andy Woodman and assisted by Alan Dunn. So, again, yeah. you know, he's going to get some good experience, some good knowledge, Um and it's not going to do him any arm going there at all. Uh, Bromley seems to have a lot of RX players there at the minute, doesn't he? It seems to have um, a who's who, a bit like Portsmouth. You know, there seems to be a couple of clubs around at the moment that seems to be taking everyone off. And I think a lot of it, especially with the lower league clubs, um, you know, the conference and war, national league, is that they can pay more than a lot of the league clubs for players. Yeah. So that's why a lot of these players, as a final you know, bon, bon voyage before they retire from football, they just do a bit on that sort of league and they can make a few quid as well. Yeah, definitely. So it's because, and it's the thing is, I, I, I like the, I like the non-league and national league. It's a, it's a really hard-working league with, with really some, some hidden gems in there too. If you look at some of the players that, that have come through, Sorper Thomas um, at Huddersfield right now, we played against him, didn't we, against Boreham Wood last year. Yeah. And actually against them, I didn't think he looked, um, you know, you know, brilliant, fantastic. But, he started really, really well this year for Huddersfield, and it just shows you that them sort of leagues you can find a, a Lee Gregory and a Steve Morrison, you know. So yeah, it's it's a good league. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. Look, I, I I think if you're good enough, you'll get found. Yeah. If you you know, it doesn't matter what league you're playing. If you are good enough, you will be found. Um, and I think that's proven. You know, Lee Gregory, Steve Morrison. Uh, and there's plenty of others. I mean, Var, uh, wasn't Vardy um, yeah. non-league as well? Um, so, you know, if you are good enough and you make the right noises, people will find you and spot you and uh, and come out. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see. So, Kai, something what I've wanted to do for, an, for ages, because we always go on about it, and Omar ain't here to say no. <laughs> um, so I'm going to do it. Uh, and what I want to do is yes. we always talk about 
oh, he's a mill type player or he's not a mill type player and all of that. So no rules. We're going to look to build over the next couple of shows. We're going to look to build an all-time Millwall 11 made up of players who have never played for Millwall and, and possibly never in a million years would play for Millwall. The only condition is that they need to be a Millwall-type player. <laughs> so, um, Vinnie Jones, bit of a bully maybe, but that sort of level. So, um, Stuart Pearce, Terry Butcher, uh, Patrick Vieira, yeah, yeah, Vieira, um, Jeff Stam, or Jeff yeah. Stam. Um, Christ, who else would there be? Um, Difficult, isn't it? Um, who's, who was in the Arsenal Invincibles with, um, What's his name? English fella. I think it's difficult. Yeah, you'll be listening to this, calling out the name. Well, don't just call it out. Just message us on social media and tell us. It will It will come to me. Um, oh, um, no. I, 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 I will figure it out. But, I mean, what players, if you could choose over, you know, players that you know as such, you, you're, you're obviously younger than me. You're, you're what, 30 odd years younger than me. But, what players would you look at and go, they've got to be in the list? If we had to make a, a list where we choose an 11 from that list, so, you know, a list of defenders, midfield, attack, keepers, etc. who would be on your list? I think in defenders, um, a bit of a questionable on this, but just because of his, uh, his tenacity and, uh, you know, aggressiveness, trying to win the ball back, uh, Sergio Ramos. Just for his, uh, I love these. I remember, was it against a couple, couple of years ago against Liverpool in the Champions League final? When he, you know, he, he likes to, to give a bit of off the ball, um, you know, and when the referee's not looking. And I think that, you know, that not that it's, it's hard because a Millwall type player, we see a Millwall type player as someone that's going to work really hard, give 110% each game and, you know, never leave anything out there. I think Ramos is, is, is quite a player like that. Um, in terms of midfielders, you know, anyone that really works really hard, I mean, Obviously, with in terms of Millwall players, you've got someone like a Thompson, haven't you? Who does that sort of stuff? Um, but trying to look outside is difficult because when you actually think about it, you, you it's hard to think. And especially in the Premier League nowadays, there's so many players that just wants to get on the ball and pass around that actually don't you know cover as much distance as potentially they they could do or others do. Um, yeah, it, that them sort of players, I mean, up from you've got to think of someone, I guess, someone a bit like maybe Deeney. Don't know whether that's a you know I know um, I know he doesn't like the Mill fan base, Deeney, but I think I think we need to do a rule that they can't be vermin. So vermin are out, yeah, hundred um, percent. But yeah, pretty much, you know, anyone. I mean, I I, I think Gazza, you know, would have been a Mill type player. You yeah. know, he, he he had the banter, he had the, um, he had the swagger. He, he's you know, yes, he was he was you know, potentially the best player we've ever seen, especially in my lifetime. He was, you know, absolutely fantastic and ruined by the sport. But uh, I think he would have been in there. Um, Benny Jones would have would have definitely been in there. A um, couple of probably, and I can't think of the top of them now, a couple of the um, Leeds old team possibly back in the 60s, they were yeah. animals. 
Um, so yeah, there, there's. I, I think. Um, I'm just searching up a stat here. See if there's anything here. Twelve of the hardest players to play against in the Roy Keane. Definitely Roy Keane. Um, and Duncan Ferguson. Now Duncan yeah, Ferguson. He's on here. Yeah. Would definitely, definitely make make the list. Um, I think what we want to do, we, we're putting it across social media as well. Um, it'll probably be over the next couple of episodes going forward that we'll probably put it as a part two and, and slowly build the team. But I think what we need to do is we probably need to create ourselves a list of maybe, um, you know, maybe 10, 20 defenders, mid, you know, maybe 10 mid, midfields, 10 defenders, you know, maybe a few keepers. To be fair, I'll, I'll probably look at Millwall keepers, probably. Yeah. Um, I don't think on on there we'd need much else because we've had, over the years, we've had really good, solid keepers who would probably be all right. There's probably, you know, a few. Um, I think Fordy would be one of them, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah. Fordy was... I mean, when we interviewed Fordy as well, Fordy was a lunatic. Um, he used to just inflict fear um, <laughs> into the tunnel, you know, yeah. tell people they're going to get done, tell this, tell that, and you're like... But I think defence, midfield, attack, um, and anyone else, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter what the list is. What we want to do is get a list and then we go, right, here's a list of defenders. We're gonna play this position, this this formation, who are we gonna have? And like, the yeah. only way I can get away with it now is because one Omar's out, he's watched the England game tonight, and looking at the photos, I really do not know what you're drinking. In a fishbowl yeah. that size, um, but also we've we've for all through Friday night live and everything else, we always talk about this Millwall type player. So you know what, we've got nothing to talk about in Millwall. There's not really a lot that's gone on. Everything else is done. You guys talked about um, the transfer last week, so that's all. You know that's all done and dusted. We've talked a bit about the use. I think this is. This is it. This is how we're going to do it. Um, and what we need to do is, is who would you want um, and who would you think? So the, the only criteria is it doesn't matter about money, superstar level, anything else. It could be any league. It could be anyone you want. The only criteria is they've never played for Millwall. They've never played for West Ham. And they are basically a Millwall type player. So... You know that doesn't need any more understanding than that. It's quite, quite straightforward. Um, there, there's, there's quite. You know, you see Julian Dix. People go, oh, well, Julian Dix was a nightmare, but he's vermin. Fuck him. Yeah. Don't, don't. He'd never in a million years play for Millwall, uh, regardless if we had all the money in the world. And you know, yes, he's great, but he's a no for me. Um, yeah, I think that there's, there's plenty of. There's plenty of names out there if you don't know any names. There's plenty of sites what are, are telling you ones what are allegedly there. Roy Keane's got to be in there. Yapstam. Um, Paul Skulls, maybe, as well. Potentially, yeah. about him. Um, I, yeah, that's a good one. I could say someone else, like in the striker category, someone like Carlos Tevez. Do you know what? Apart from the fact that he's played for... West Ham. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, he's played at West Ham, yeah. You know, I mean, what do you think? Do you think we should just eliminate anyone who played at West Ham or should we just keep it open and just not be bitter? 
So no, it's difficult, isn't it? Because in the West Ham team right now, you could even put someone like a Declan Rice in there, couldn't you? Someone that's got a little bit of tenacity and a bit of aggressiveness. I mean, you know, West Ham and obviously can't stand them, but you know, at the at the Euros, I thought Rice and Phillips were, were brilliant. So, you know, it's it's one of them ones, isn't it? It's really hard to message hey man it's Devin you know from that time you accidentally emailed me because you thought I was a different Devin <laughs> oh and your email signature said confidential if you receive this in error please delete <laughs> that's so you anyway I heard you bought a boat when we set in sail captain <laughs> when you get a boat you also get new friends make sure progressives one of them and get coverage today for as little as a hundred dollars a year oh and uh, no you did not receive this message in error <laughs> progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states to say, but yeah, it's it's up. To, whichever way we go, we have to stick by it and do do it that way. Yeah, I just uh, look. Do you know what? We'll see. If it's a West Ham fan, if it's a West Ham player, then you know what we're we're looking at it on merit as such, and we'll see yeah. what. Um, so criteria is simple. Money, no objects. Don't worry about transfer fees. You've got an open checkbook. The chairman loves you. Open checkbook. What we're looking to do is to make a greatest Millwall 11 of Millwall-type players who have never played for Millwall or probably would never play for Millwall. But there's a few. More and more you think about them, yeah. the more and more you could go, you know, actually, him, like Bruce Grobler, yeah, potentially could be a, a good keeper. Um, I was thinking um, Vidic. Buffon. Buffon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Vidic, yeah. 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 Buffon, yeah. There's, there's so many players they probably can pick from. I mean, have to make a, only, a list. Yeah, and we're only talking about our era. Yeah, you know, eras within our, our lifetime. But I mean, if you went back to the sixties and seventies, you've got Nobby Styles. You've probably got, mate. You've got some of the leads. Lot. Um, and who would be your manager? Oh. You see, that would be the other one as well. You could have any manager, dead or alive, and players can be dead or alive, right? We're just looking yeah. for the best. So the managers, mate, Brian Clough, you know, um, Alex Ferguson, you know, they're all what you'd say, you know, at, I mean, even Sean Dyche, they're yeah. all what I would class yeah. as, as Millwall, what you'd expect, what the fans expect of, of a manager yeah. and what the fans expect of a player. Um, and I think we can have some fun with this. I think it's something what you know we're post we're posting out on, on, on Twitter, we post out on Facebook, we get it up on the forums, and just literally all we want to do is create a list. So we, you know, you post, we look for it, we create a list uh, rather than us just doing a Google, a Google form where you go in and add your names. I think we just look across social media and we just look at you know gaining. Um, some stuff, but if we get no response, you know, if people can't be asked to get involved, which I don't think they will, they will, then, you know, we're just discussing and we'll create a list and we'll just go, this is our all-time meal or 11 who we think would be and and see where we go. But I think it's it's going to be a bit of fun. That's yeah, definitely. About. It, it's, you know, it's International Week, okay, and we've got another international coming up in, a, uh, I think, November, isn't it, October? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So we'll have another one there. So, you know, we can play on this in in, in that show as well. Um, but we can also, you know, start bringing it in in a couple of part twos going forward um, and stuff like that. I remember, look, you know, if you're liking the shows, remember, uh, give us a review. Give us a five-star rating on your podcast provider. 
uh, especially if that's uh, iTunes. Um, and the reason we ask this is that it just helps with the algorithms. It doesn't actually benefit. It doesn't get us higher in the charts. doesn't do anything uh, towards that. We release two shows a week on a podcast. Uh, we are releasing some more shows, um, obviously, across YouTube. And again, if you do listen to this and you like it, just find us on YouTube. It's easy. Our, our username is That Millwall Podcast or That Millwall Pod, and that goes across all platforms. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube. We're there. And all we ask is, look, you know, to support, you know, if you can support us by giving us a follow, uh, give us a like, give us a retweet, you know, give us a, a, a rating. That's all we want. Do you know what I mean? Uh, we love what we do. We do it for a bit of fun. We do it as a hobby. Um, but as I said, we release two shows a week, um, one on a Monday morning for podcast uh, uh, Sunday at midnight and one on a, a Wednesday night at midnight. And then we've got other stuff going on YouTube. So if you like what you're listening to here, but you only listen on the podcast, get yourself over to YouTube and have a look on there. We've got some old fan blogs from uh, Kai through the pre-season, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, so yeah, have a listen. It's all good. Even check out Kai's old stuff. He's, he's bound to put some more stuff on there going forward. So definitely, we just, sure. need to, just need to pressure him a little bit to, to start concentrating on his channel and all that. So look, um, so right, there's a challenge. It's a Millwall all-time 11 of non-Millwall playing players and probably never to play Millwall players. But they have to be a Millwall-type player. That's the only criteria. Uh, so let's start helping us create a list. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So, look, we've reached the end of part one. We'll come back on part two, and we'll be chatting a bit about England like we do when we do these shows on international break. So, um, yeah, bear with us. And about 10 seconds later, we'll be back. Thank you very much. Welcome back. This is part two. Um, and I suppose we're, we've got to as we're in international break. Um, it would have been superb for Omar to call in and give us a review, but I think um, I don't think that will work. I think Wi-Fi isn't available where he is, or I think mobile phone signal. <laughs> it is a bit shocking where he is. Um, so, Kai, England played Hungria, Hungria, Hungary on uh, Friday, didn't they? Thursday. Thursday, yeah. On Thursday, and they won that game 4 0. Um, and we played again today, Sunday, for the September, uh, and we won again 4 0. Um, Let's start with a hungry game. Um, what was your views of that game? I thought it was a really, I know, obviously, first half was, you know, they, they kept us at bay and, and we, we we couldn't quite break them down. But second half was a really uh, professional display. And I thought it was a really good way to to bounce back from a, from the disappointment of the Euros uh, final defeat. And it just sort of showed the, the you know, F1 World Cup and, and next Euros as well that, we just because we lost again against Italy, we're not going to sort of lie down now and take it. We want to, we're going to bounce back and and look to looks great one bet one better next time. No, I agree with you, and I think they just shows uh, you know, love him or hate him, Gareth Southgate's just you know when he said it's history, we've moved on from there. We're now looking forward to Qatar and and we're going. Um, and I think that's I think that's the right mentality, and uh, you know, to the fact that they played. 
you know, two games on the bounce and won four nil each one. Um, it shows quite an exciting time ahead. I mean, don't get me wrong, tonight's game was a bit boring. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't watch the game. I was on my way back from the seaside um, and I was listening to it on the radio and the radio commentary was um, a bit dull, to be fair. Um, but it did sound as if Andorra was just locked up. They just basically were trying to, especially the first half, just held us back, just, you know, was stopping us doing anything, really. They just seemed to, to flood the middle of it, didn't they? Is that, is yeah. that the, the take on I think I think that is a take on it. Um, you know, I think uh, you know, it was a it was one of them ones that's always gonna be hard in front at Wembley, you know, with the with, with Andorra, you know, they they've had quite a good away record, I think, recently as well. They've been doing quite well. So uh they were just gonna try and, you know, frustrate us and try and catch us on the counter a little bit. Um but I thought we dealt with it well and yeah, the the, the win is the is the most important thing. We've come through with that and we're pretty close to qualifying now, aren't we? So yeah, we can't be we can't be that far away. Um we can't be that far away to be fair. Uh no, we're top. Yeah. We're top on fifteen points by a long way. Uh we've won our last five games. Poland's uh on ten points. Uh Albania is on nine points, Hungary on seven, Andorra on three, and San Marino on zero. Um, and also goal difference, we've got plus a 16. And the closest to us is Poland on 11. And then Albania minus one, Hungary one, Andorra nine, minus nine, and San Marino minus 18. They they scored today, didn't they, San Marino? I think it was the first time they've scored at home for quite a while. They scored against Poland, which was quite good for them, I guess. But I don't know, are we still yet to play them? Who... San Marino. Did we play him last year? We might we might have. I don't know. I remember. I can't remember. We always seem to play him, don't we? Yeah, we never seem to do wonders for him. So where are we? The next match is Andorra October is we've got uh, where are we there? We've got Andorra away, and yeah, no, that's it. I think I don't, I don't know when the other ones are. I can thingy, but yeah, no, see, that's where we need Omar. Omar knows the England games inside out because he follows the moment away. Um, and go talking about internationals briefly before we come back to England. What a fucking worldie today! From oh wow, Ferguson, yeah, brilliant, from Northern Ireland. Wouldn't it? Fantastic guy. I mean, when he shoots and he, you know, the, the keeper keeper gets touched on it, but he just can't do anything about it. And, you know, it's one of them ones, isn't it, that Berkey had uh, such a great time at, at Millwall over the, was it seven, seven and a half years? Um, and, and they're sort of players that you always look out for and see, check how they're doing and stuff. And I'm yeah, really pleased got, I'm surprised we got rid of him because he would have done a job for us, you know, Definitely. especially recently where we need someone to come on and just make a change and score a goal or you know, open up an opportunity for us. Yeah. He's the man. He was yeah. he was the man to to do that. Um and again, you know, it, it makes you die that we got rid of a player like him, yet we can't get rid of a player like Daddy. You yeah. know, we we're stuck with players like him when, you know, we should have kept Fergie and he, he would have done us a job there. But yeah. I mean, obviously with Hungary, um, and tonight's game. I mean, 
what standout moments for you um, were there over both games? Uh, Hungary was, um, I thought it was a good performance overall. And I thought the second half, they really showed some spirit to, 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 to finish it off the way they did. Um, good goal from Kane. Uh, I know he missed a couple of opportunities, but it's good. it was good to see Kane scoring goals. Uh, tonight, um, obviously, Patrick Bamford got his first go- uh, first uh, game, didn't he, appearance for, for England. Um, he's been doing quite well for Leeds in the Premiership, hasn't he? Quite, just yeah. obviously not not always the best thing to, to be able to, to say, but, you know, he's been doing well, so fair enough to him. Um, Lingard scored two. Um, so, yeah, overall, it's been a, it's been good to see the, the variety of players playing in, in England for England over the last two games. It's been, there's 11 changes tonight, wasn't there? So, that's always good to see the, the depth in squad is there. So, yeah. Overall, really good too. Bamford didn't get a goal tonight. No, just a first appearance. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry. And um, and Saka scored his goal today. And do you know, interesting, pointless, and utterly pointless fact: it's his birthday too today as well. <laughs> Both share the same birthday. There we go. The only downside is is about fucking is about twenty five years younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> I think when he was born, I think he. He was born 2001, so when he was born, I was in my mid 20s, uh, which makes it even more depressing. Um, <laughs> but hey ho, we, we are what we are, so uh, yeah. Well, look, I think we pretty much run an end to there. We've uh, we're around the 40 minutes mark. Um, before we do all the signing off and everything else, Kai, is there anything that you want to? Raise or you you think you bastard? I talked about this in pre notes, but you ain't done nothing. So, is there anything you want to add to this? Um, no, no, not I don't think there is. No, I'm just looking forward to to getting back to to league football next next week against West Brom, and hopefully we can put in a good performance up there. Yeah, I think we'll be all right. There. I think it'll be a uh, it'll be a hard game, but I think we uh, I think we should be all right as long as um, the international break training. Has gone well, um, and, and you know we've not injured any more players, um, and we're good. Then, yeah, you know, I I, I do like the new signing. I do like um, OJ the the OJ, yeah, and I think that potentially he's going to be good. It sort of livens up everything for us. It just sort of yeah. if he fires, it picks up, especially where he's mates with certain players and all that. I think potentially, um, if that sparks right. We could fly. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 yeah, fucked. That's the, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, the, the I saw an article the other day that said Rowett thanked Berylson for the for the transfer, and on on uh, summer transfers that came in, um, Ballard scored a goal the other day, didn't he, for Northern Ireland? It was only a tapping, but it was good to see our players getting on the mark in in international break as well. So yeah, good stuff. And let's not forget, you know, uh, say what you want about John Berylson. Without him, we'd have been fucked. Brilliant um, man, you know, and. You know, I know him personally, um, and I think he's a you know he's a nice fellow. He's genuine, um, and he like he. I think he just loves the the Millwall way. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily think he's a massive soccer fan, or as he calls it, soccer fan or football, whichever way you want to call it. I I think personally that he's just fallen into the Millwall bug and everything about it, the team, the people, the fans, everyone around it. He's just you know. Um, and what he does, you know, he doesn't necessarily have day-to-day running of it. That's left to the people who run the club. Um, but, yeah, no, without him and investment and him wanting us to succeed, um, 
I think we'd be in a very, very strange place, especially when you look at teams now and see these teams in danger with owners and everything else. I, I think um, it is right there. Just one point I want to add before going. Um, BBC Sport, you need to hang your head in shame, mate. Um, for the fact of putting uh, a completely different player uh, on a news profile you did for um, Isaac... Isaac, it is, is shocking. You are the nation's broadcaster and you thought it was perfectly okay to place... It's changed now because the parody that you can change it instantly and try and hide your mistake. Um, but you decided to put another player up um, and try to pass it off that this is Isaac. And you know what? A good, quick Google search, we even look a team photos from last year you would have sussed it out um so yeah i think moment of the week for bellend of the week has to go um to the journalist or the researcher at bbc sport who basically fucked up big time um if you've not seen it yet go on to isaac's uh twitter account and he's posted a picture um of the wrong player with the headline that Isaac is joining Sutton again. So, uh, so yeah. Well, we're done for another week or another few days. We'll be back again uh, on Thursday, where hopefully, if it all goes to plan, we have a special um, journalist guest, a Millwall-related journalist. And um, it'll be all good. So, look, again... It's easy to follow us. We are That Millwall Pod across all social media means. And please make sure to give us a follow on one of those or even a like. So that's it from us. We will see you again shortly. Many thanks and good night. Goodbye. Good afternoon. I knew it was going to come on. <laughs> You're muted, you knobhead. <laughs> Come on, Mickey, unmute yourself. <laughs> the greatest ever Mill type player to never play for Millwall is Joey Barton. Oh, there's another Ooh. one. We didn't think of that. Yes, good one. What did you boy? What did you boys say? We, we basically what we've done is we've we've lined it up to and, and fed off a new a few names and said, look, we want to create a list and then we're basically going to pick the all-time eleven out of that list so if you've got a player who you want to be in there you think should be in there so we were looking at you know all the, all the norms um tony adams roy Keane, um trevor tevis people like that so you know what do you boy who did you both say we both said jack yapstam uh yeah, it's, it, it's always it's joey bottom man can you imagine joey bottom play for Millwall? Oh. right he'd be unreal wouldn't yeah, he oh god yeah brilliant who else did we who else who else was there there was um, um duncan ferguson yeah yeah he'd be good um roy kane um vintage uh, vintage it's always joey bottom for me like you see all the press he gets right and obviously mm. like for whatever reason he deserves it but for me, like Joey Barton is like definition of mule type player because like oh, 100%. he's got the hard shit, but also he's got a bit of talent about him. Maybe he's not a stereotype Millwall like type player, but like he's been there, done it. But also at the same time, like he's got a talent about him. Do you know what I mean? Like for me, Joey Barton's always been that kind of top player. That's like I've always thought like if he played for Millwall, like we'd fucking love him. Do you know what I mean?
I can try and give you an England recap if you want, right? But like, obviously, I went to the game and like, England were just like, they made all the changes in the world. You got fucking Tyra Mings, Connor Cody, Bamford up front. Like, to me, like, Bamford should never be playing for England in the first place. Like, you think of fucking Patrick Bamford, right? I think Bamford is like an average player, but he plays for a really good side of Leeds United. Like, to me, Bamford should never play for England in the first place, but because he plays for Leeds United, he's, he's suddenly on the pedestal. Do you know what I mean? Like, He's on that kind of like scenario where, like, oh, he plays for Leeds, he must be a good player. But if you watch Bradford play, like, if, if you're a Leeds United fan, like, he missed fucking like 30 out of fucking 40 charts in the season, but he suddenly scores 10 goals and he ticks the right boxes for, for like, for us, like, as uh, football fans, we're like, oh, let's get back for the England squad. But, like, in reality, like, you look at the England team and, like, he doesn't cut the muscles at all for me. Like, even Lingard, like, I love Lingard to bits, but, like, he doesn't play for 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 United, but he's suddenly like because he played for West Ham half a season, he, he gets him back in, and like I love Lingard's bits. He scored twice today, but in reality, like he's just a busy player. Like you look at England's best team, if it's no win that scenario, you got England's best team being Pickford in goal, Walker right back, Stones and Maguire centre halves. You got Shaw left back. You got Rice in the middle with um, probably Calvin Phillips. And then you got Sterling, Grealish, Mount, and then Kane up front. That's England's best team. Everyone else is just a bit part of fixture. Like today's today's game, like we all knew, today's team would be like a bit part kind of game. And like you look at that team today, and you like think to yourself like, how many players were playing in this team? Maybe Jordan Henderson at push. When you look through it, like it wasn't the greatest, and like we all expected it. But even I was thinking to myself like, Andorra, nothing special. And you see the game play out, and like. Don't get me wrong, like the likes of Benelin playing today is impressive, but I think to myself, like, it's, it's nothing special, is it? Like, I don't know if that's just me, but Benelin's obviously a really good player, but aside from that, I don't really see any really bright spots from that side that makes me think, oh, hang on, they should be in the team. I don't know if that's just me. No, I think you're right. That's and fair. I've got, yeah, it's and fair. I've, and I've got that all on record, mate. So, um,. You're welcome to put that in the show if you want. It's fine. And we've got we've got Omar's Omar's whinge at the end of of part two, which is perfect. Yeah, you've got uh, Omar's recap whilst he's had a few beers and he's sitting outside Surrey Keys docks having a beer. Do you know what I mean? So that's all right. No, that's it. Um, what we're going to call this week's show, by the way? I think we're going to call it uh, International Break. We all hate it. So there you go. Okay, excellent. Do you want to make an apology for the fans, or you okay? Um, if anyone's listening and knows me. They'll know that I missed it on good grounds and um, up the sesh. You know what I mean? Thank you very much for joining us. And again, speak <laughs> to you later on. Ready, mate. No worries. I'll speak to you later on. Bye, bye, bye. Later. See you later, guys. Bye.
sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Hey, Chief, we got a damaged RV on its way to the OR. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of RV surgery. <laughs> Wait, are you promoting me? Congrats, Martinez. Doctor, that RV's flatlining. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of nursing. So you're just promoting everyone now? Yeah, kind of looks that way, doesn't it? When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.